Hello, welcome back to the Untitled SEO podcast. It's been a while, hasn't it? Unless you've never heard us before, in which case, hey, this is brand new and we're very prompt. This is the start of season two, and we're going to run things a little differently this season. Season one was me speaking to people who I already knew had something really interesting to say about SEO or the world of digital marketing. In a lot of cases, these are people I I know in person. But for season two, I thought I would play on a trope about people who are involved in digital marketing that we all sit at home by ourselves, not talking to anybody else. So season two is active networking. You're going to get a chance to listen to me speaking to interesting people as we get to know each other. And I'm quite honored to have somebody not from these shores, these shores being the UK, as my first guest. So honored guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Andrew. I appreciate you having me on here and inviting me. Uh, My name is David Martin. I'm the founder operator of David Martin Design. And I, uh, like many of us in digital marketing, wear many hats. Um, I specialize in WordPress web design, web hosting, uh, SEO, and providing my clients with digital marketing services. Um, my mission is to deliver personalized websites that not only meet the unique needs of my clients, but also help them carve a distinctive identity in the bustling. Um, okay, never mind. I, I mean, that just sounds like boilerplate. <laughs> you know, AI just wrote that for me. So um, <laughs> that's such a hot topic at the moment in, in our world, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really talk like that. So I shouldn't really write like that. Um but yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. I, I like to keep up with the trends. AI is great, but sometimes it, it's uh, garbage in, garbage out. So um, it, it, it's a very good point. It, it's it's a bit uncanny valley, isn't it? Kind of, it sounds a little bit like something you've heard before, and a little bit human, but just not quite right. Right, so David, I really want to dive into a few things um, with you around SEO and hosting, actually, because I know that you are, are a, a cPanel hosting expert. I should just stay at this junction for our listeners. This podcast, we're aiming more at kind of peers and, and, and other professionals rather than uh, previous podcasts, uh, which was aimed at business owners and people with SEO responsibilities. So this is, if you're listening, you're one of us. You're part of our gang, and I'm very pleased to have you here. So we're going to talk some tech, but before we do, I've got one question that I really need an answer to. What is pickleball? (laughs) Pickleball. Um, It's a combination of badminton, racquetball, tennis, and ping pong, kind of all mixed together. You play on a uh, outdoor or indoor court. It's about the third of the size of a tennis court, and it's the fastest growing sport in the world. Wow. I've never heard of it. So you're quite active on the pickleball scene? Uh, Actually, I played two hours this morning. Um, I try to play almost every day. Yeah, I love it. Yes, very much so. Right. So the second thing, now, a gentleman shouldn't ask another gentleman his age, but I'm guessing we... We're either roughly the same age or I am a little bit older than you. And uh, I'm happy to say to anyone who's not seen what I look like, it's because I have bright white hair. And uh, um, actually, I'm missing tooth at the moment, which makes me look even older somehow. <laughs> not saying you look old, you look great. But I'm, I'm guessing 
we might be, I'm going to say, mid to late 30s for you. Oh, well, thank you. That's generous. Uh, 40, I had to think about that for a second. 42. 42, okay. 43 coming up soon. Yeah, all this uh, white hair. I have two kids, you know, so that's how, how that works. It's <laughs> yeah. the white hair just kind of grows and grows and grows as your kids get older so yeah i'm, I'm uh do you know i i can't remember how old i i'm either i'm either 46 or 47 it stops mattering i, I asked my 12 year old daughter how old i was the other day and she just looked at me like an idiot but then that, that's kind of the standard setting at the moment when you've got a 12 year old you'd say anything like would you like loads of chocolate and you get the the look at you like you're the worst kind of stupidest human being that's ever existed but yeah Hey, I get yeah. that from the mirror as well sometimes, so that's fine. Oh, you're so hard on yourself. No, I think <laughs> it's a, a, a nice distinguished look. Cool. Right, so you say you've been, you've been in tech for a, for a long time. What, what first drew you to it? I mean, that, what I find is that people who are the, uh, the senior generation or the more experienced or just the people who have had more fun, like us, none of us really aimed to be in it. We fell into it. Would that be a fair, a fair assumption for you? Um, yeah, I, I think as soon as I tried to build my first website, I, I was just like, wow, this is so fun. This is so mm. exciting. Uh, I can copy and paste, save the file, change it, like upload it. And I can go over to this other computer here and still access it. What, like, how does this work? This is so cool. And I remember the first time saving an HTML file, uploading it to my school server, refreshing my browser, and I, I really felt like it was magic. And so from that point on, I, I did it just for fun and as a hobby. Um, but yeah, I, I, at that time in 1999, 1998, when I built my first website, there was not the digital marketing field that exists today. And so I had no idea what I wanted to do, but I knew that it was going to be in something uh, creative, something in the like gaming world or technology. I mean, I grew up with an Atari. That was my very first gaming system. So, wow. Yeah, it was a great time to grow up, 1980. Yeah, no, uh, really, we are not, not only a similar age, but I, I started out in 98 as well. I can remember publishing my first website and I thought I felt like I was a god until I looked at it on somebody else's computer. And then I made the first mistake that everyone back then used to make when building a website. And that was to source the images to your own hard drive. Oh, yeah. The amount of times in the early days you go to someone's website and the image would be broken and you'd right click to see what the path was. And it'd be like C colon backslash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made a lot of mistakes. Definitely. I did some things right. Uh my my very first website was for a, a class project to celebrate the 1960s. Wow. So I had all these like really cool, trippy, psychedelic backgrounds on every single page. It was a little different, which I probably wouldn't do that nowadays. <laughs> I'd love to see it. I, I sometimes wonder if... Um it is going to be a ret whether the web's been around long enough now that we're going to have like a retro fashion and people will start putting web counters and web rings on their on their sites again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like to go back to archive.org and use the Wayback Machine oh, and yeah. show show people that. And exactly what you're talking about with the linking to the images, I should have saved uh, 
all of those music band images like Elvis and like, uh, I don't know, all the cool 1960s music. I had a page just dedicated for that and I had like CD covers and stuff on it. But like two of those images still work. Wow. Of, yeah. So, it, so as, as we were saying, um, because we both got into digital marketing it wasn't something you know here in the uk we have what we call the careers office i think in america you possibly call them careers counselors is that right or somewhere you go to at school and they say what do you want to do and you have to tell them do you have something like that yeah that's a really good question so like uh i was i i think i was more uh self-motivated to uh on my lunch break, go into the library. And, you know, I felt like I had special access knowing the librarian uh, pretty well. And then they let me come back in the special library room and use the computer that had flash on it. The one computer with flash. Exactly. The one computer. And so that was really cool feeling like you had a little bit of special access. But yeah, that's what I did on my lunch break. It, it, It was not I didn't go talk to my friends. You know, I, I was kind of, I had a lot of friends. Uh, I was kind of a chameleon and fit into a lot of different places. I was in band and um, baseball and, and, you know, very well-rounded, but I was always, I'm always been drawn to screens. I've always been drawn to technology and um, the web was just amazing to come along at that time. And, um, you know, I remember in high school sitting down and my my stepdad showing me Google for the first time. Wow. And yeah, and and ripping a Dave Matthews band. Sorry Dave Matthews, but um <laughs> trust me I've spent lots of money on Dave Matthews. Um but I I ripped the MP3 uh right there and I remember that for the first time and and being at Indiana University when Napster came along and uh, going to listen to Sean Parker come speak at the union board talking about yeah. copyright law and the like legality of all this music. And, you know, just, just growing up in that time was, was amazing. And being in that playground with, where there's open access and, you know, not a, not a lot of commercialization yet. No, there really wasn't. It was such a an exciting thing in the early days to see all this everything's free kind of mantra. And it, it, it really, it was just really exciting. I mean, I try and engage younger people, who, including those who work with me on the subject, they don't care. So I figure I'll, I'll just keep that as, as something that I think was neat. So you went to, you went from high school to university. So what did you study at university? Uh at Indiana University, it's a liberal arts college. So the first year, you get all the requirements out of the way. The, the freshman year, you live in the dorm. And uh, so it's just general studies the very first year. Um, the second year, I was able to declare a major. And I declared my major as informatics. And, wow. Uh, I took the first class that Indiana University offered in informatics and that was amazing. I, I knew that the study of information, uh, taking that class was just mind-blowing. Uh, just understanding that the world can be broken down into 
just everything can be broken down into bits of information and just thinking of the world and the surroundings that way, just that's what I studied. But I ended up leaving Indiana University um, and it was a tumultuous time. I knew that I wasn't going to make it through all four years of college uh, and Bobby Knight got fired. So I was really upset. I'm not sure if you know, uh, living across the pond, who Bobby Knight is. No. But um, he is a historical figure in college sports. Uh, The one of the most winningest coaches of all time in college basketball. Um, Really moved the game forward. And here in Indiana, uh, basketball is a religion. And so I grew up here, uh, moved here into Bloomington in fourth grade in 1989 and became a really big IU basketball fan. And uh, from fourth grade on till I went to IU, I went to so many uh, local Indiana games and watched the, the Hoosiers really play some great games. And so when their legendary coach got fired, because of, uh, long story short, he had anger management problems. He's known in the college sports world for throwing a chair across the basketball court. Wow. Um, definitely look that up. <laughs> well, that, that gives me something to look up afterwards. So, so you, le- you left university. I mean, did you immediately go into tech or did you kind of find other jobs in other fields? Yeah, sorry, I'm getting kind of off the track of tech and SEO, but yeah, um, I was studying uh, computer information systems, computer science, uh, marketing, informatics. I It was all kind of in my scope of what I was interested in. Um, I, I, I love creativity. I love the aspect of, of creating something that's helpful. Um, and just kind of understanding the the world around us and helping connect people. So, um, but yeah, I, I realized that I was going through kind of some life struggles. I was a young kid on my own and making some silly decisions. But when Bobby Knight got fired, I got arrested that night. I went to jail. My, um, but they let me out of jail. Um, but I had to write a paper on the mob mentality and, uh, it was a great learning experience, but I, I left the university to, to raise my family, my son, he's now 21. And then my wife at the time, she continued at IU. And so for the next nine years, I would study, uh, one to two classes, per semester and I finished my two-year degree Wow! and my two-year degree it took me nine years uh is from Ivy Tech Community College so uh that degree is in computer information systems with a web management specialty that strikes me as a good starting point especially as back then everything was so brand new you know we we sort of saw the path I think it was going to take a lot of us did but back then there was a lot of people a lot of peers I had who were getting into it because they wanted to make pretty things, basically. And we all realized eventually that it all came down to analytics. It all came down to looking at the data 
and it doesn't matter how pretty something is that you still had to understand what it was actually doing because prettiness doesn't sell things so i'm really interested that that was your kind of your your starting point there so at what point did you start working for yourself yeah um the prettiness definitely was the draw when i started uh the 1960s website with all the psychedelic backgrounds it's just so fun to pick out all that stuff and like but yeah it it wasn't uh semantically correct you know it 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 all changed when i read a book designing with web standards by jeffrey zeldman um i found that book to be just like a switch mm. and it changed me from building these uh just creative websites to just like completely uh, focusing on the structure and the outline and like uh, building, uh, just turning off the style sheet and focusing on uh, the order of things. And uh, then, yeah, it just, uh, it was an evolution for sure to, to go from these uh, static websites that, really didn't change much everybody pretty much had 1024 by 768 monitors or you know 800 by 600 um it was a lot of fun just doing it creatively but then after high school uh, in while i was in college i got hired to build a w e e-commerce website of all wow. all the things yeah um very difficult um, not knowing what I know now, uh, I, I offered to do that and, uh, help this local company. It was a, a gentleman that I also went to Bloomington North with an alumni of our high school. So it was really nice having a local connection, helping a local business, try to, uh, set up an e-commerce shop selling urban hip hop clothing. Uh, which was such a niche market too. So I, I felt like now knowing what I know now, uh, cards were kind of stacked against me for success on that first project, but it was a success, no doubt. Like back back in 2001, having an e-commerce store. That's pretty wild, I've got to say. that that we, We're kind of talking about the past quite a lot, but that that's, that is wild. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I did some research. I had some confidence. I had built some websites before. And actually that was, you know, that was the thing. I didn't have a lot of confidence. I just knew that I had built some websites before. I had thrown some fun things up there. And, uh, and so I didn't really think of myself as a web designer. Uh, but my, my first client, Richard Burden, uh, who referred me to this urban hip hop clothing store, he gave me that confidence. He was like, Dave, you, you've built websites. You have websites on the internet. You are a web designer. And so I was just like, okay, I'm a web designer. And I started telling everybody that. It's it's great to, to have people like that in, in your life. I mean, I, before I got into tech, I, I used to support um, adults with learning disabilities. So very, very different world because when I was at high school and they asked, hey, what do you want to do when you when you grow up? I want to be a musician. Well, I am a musician. 
But they were like, no, seriously, what are you going to do for money? So I ended up <laughs> kind of on a nursing course. So I was doing, I was doing care work, and a, an American friend who just left the forces a few years before that just said, hey, do you want to come work for me, do IT support? And I was like, what do I know about IT? And he was like, well, you did build your own computer. So I worked for him for a couple of years. But just realizing the big change with you doing an e-commerce website is you had to suddenly deal with databases. And if you've been dealing with static websites before that point, that must have been a bit of a, a steep learning curve for you. Yeah, actually, I didn't get that. Like, I didn't, uh, I, I really didn't get that deep into the weeds. I didn't have to go into the database uh, all, all that much. Actually, I don't even remember looking at tables in the database or anything. I knew nothing about database design or any of that stuff. Um, but OS Commerce was <sighs> available at that time. Yeah, and that was the best option. It's still a great option. Um, you're kind of limited to the design, uh, the themes that it comes with. But of course, now that, you know, CSS and, and other things, it's, it's very flexible and it's still going. It's a great, great option. I discovered it entirely by accident. Um, I was a web host for a while. Um, and I, when Soft Delicious came along, I think it was called, and it's still there in cPanel, you know, the click to install things. And I was thinking, yeah, I'll, I'll have a go at building an e-commerce website. This is probably 20, 2004, 2005. And I'm still really affectionate about OS Commerce because I, I, I used to have a record shop as well. I was able to build a shop for that and cool. a couple of other ones for um, little zines like you know, like punk magazines and, and whatever. So I always really like warms my heart when I hear the word OS Commerce because I've got so many good memories of it. Yeah, I think that having uh software to play with having open source tools that you can download um i i think that's how i i learn best is like you know getting in there and playing with it you know um we we can so. still do that the, to kind of bring it right up to date i was trying to think while you were talking what what are the key moments for me between starting in 1998 and now what were the big wow moments the first wow moment was probably cPanel, to be honest, because I was building servers before then using uh, IIS, the Microsoft system. And like, I mean, I was actually building the machines and then driving them to to uh, London to put them on the internet. It was very strange. So the, the big, yeah, so cPanel was suddenly like, right, that's just got a lot easier. The next big one was Drupal for me when suddenly a, a, a realistic CMS. And then, of course, we all breathed a sigh of release when WordPress came out. And we didn't have to deal with Drupal anymore but I think we're now in in another cycle of being in the wild west with with AI it's it's so wide open and, and when I look at you know GBT4 I feel a similar way to you said about the first time you ever looked at Google I can remember the first time I looked at the internet and it was the AOL browser in about 96 and thinking wow everything's here but it's too much it's too big I can't same with Napster. You mentioned Napster. I was like, wow, all the world's music. It's too much. I've got, you know, I'm overwhelmed with choice. And I think that's where we potentially are with, with GPT now. So I know you mentioned that something that you, you've been kind of playing with a lot. What, what, what do you, I can't believe I was about to say, what do you think of ChatGBT, which, which is probably like the oldest kind of thing to ask, but everyone's got their own opinion at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 really interesting how things have evolved, and um, 
I just I go back and my start with the internet uh, was watching my stepdad use his uh, IBM 386, 486, DOS uh, 3.1, uh, connecting, loading up CompuServe, wow, and dialing up 2400 baud modem, and just you know, you hear the noise, you sit there, you connect, you see the screen, the green monochrome screen update, and then you have a bulletin board and you have this online walled garden that people live in and they communicate, they send messages back and forth, they read the news, they do all the things that we're doing still today. So the same we're, we're still doing the same things. We're still seeking that information and connecting with other people and, you know, using it as a utility and an appliance. Um, so I think the, the nice thing is things have gotten faster and faster and faster. Like you want something it, I used to have to go over to my funk and Wagnalls and look it up in my encyclopedia. If I didn't know the answer to it, that was a joke in my family is go look it up in your funk and Wagnalls. I've not heard that funk and Wagnalls. It's a good name. Yeah. Well, my, my stepdad used to sell encyclopedias. Uh-huh. So, yeah. He would go around and sell his funk and Wagnalls. So I was, you know, when you were younger, uh, it was such a, a treat in your family to have a full set of encyclopedias. Yeah, no kidding. I'd, I'd still like one now. You, you have access to information. You have access to all of this knowledge. But it's a joke now. Like the amount of information that's available to us now, and and you know the fact that we have AI and all of that accumulated knowledge in all of the encyclopedias and all of the content that's uh, been fed into that is amazing. And the fact that we can query that and it spits back and it, we can talk to it with our voice and it will talk back with its own voice. And like, it can look, it, it's just mind blowing where we're at now. Um, but it's not, it's, it's not really creating new things. It's, it's creating what we've created before. It's a really good point. Um, I run another podcast called SEO or Die, and my co-host for that um, is like, I'm going to say it's an SEO podcast with swearing. The swearing just happens automatically. <laughs> but in that, the, my co-host, a guy called Dan Callis, who's always quite forward-thinking, he said, we've been here before. When a new, t- a new tool comes out that speeds up things, and just does more of what we already do, but better, more efficiently. That's lovely. But the real change with AI is when it starts to achieve things that we haven't considered at the moment. When there are, it's the unknowns. It's the the it's the what happened next. What happens next that, that excites me because we've seen it say several times. But I think I, I I can't even say what it is. It's so out out outside of any context I have. But I, I think the the really cool stuff is is not yet with us <laughs> yeah. is my opinion anyway it is definitely new uh new stuff and it's i'm excited i think we are definitely into 
a new age of computing. Uh, we are out of the social media phase, uh, which I, I think um, that's a good thing. I, I think the social media phase was really, we've got to the point of the networks have become just so vain and, and vile and like people have so many flame wars and like the technology is so, uh, it's been used in, in just really negative ways. And I, I know since BBSs, uh, since being on CompuServe and, and AOL, that stuff has always been around the flame wars and, people hiding behind their screens, saying things that they wouldn't say in person. Um, and I, I'm, I'm worried about AI uh, and the negative aspects of it as well and how it can be uh, manipulated. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just, I, 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 love, I love the field. I'm so glad that I chose this field. Um, and it's it's been a really great choice and and timing is everything like you said uh you mentioned covid before um i i going back to um pivotal moments too for me one of the pivotal moments was in 2010 when i bought indianadesigner.com so wow, good domain <laughs> Yeah, it is a good domain. It's local. Almost all my business has been focused just like Bloomington, Indiana, right here in my city. Uh, I figured, okay, maybe I could open it up a little bit more and go statewide. And then, um, so keywords were still important in your domain back then. Uh, I still think they kind of are. They they are from a from an SEO perspective. If your company is called for example, there's a company in the same building here that I founded and sold many years ago, and they're called Best Badges. So badges here are little metal thing, pins, what you might call pins. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, the fact it's got the word badges in the domain helped when I launched the site in 2001, but it still helps now because you will naturally say your own company name multiple times on a website. So yeah, it's sort of, we always say exact match yeah. domains don't help, but your company name will, <laughs> basically. It certainly couldn't hurt. And so, yeah, that was a good domain. And I decided at that point uh, not to use my local friend that didn't have a backup for his computer as my web host anymore. And especially after it crashed and I had to apologize to a client after spending 40 hours on their family-based website selling jewelry. Uh, it was like their business that they launched with their children as like, I just felt so awful. And I was just like, man, I had to write them a letter saying your website's gone, all that work that we did. And yeah, I felt just awful. So um, luckily they didn't turn around and like sue me for a bunch of money or anything like that. And, you know, they just took my apology and, and that was that, but you know, I just, I, f I just felt awful. I knew that that couldn't happen again. And so that's when I turned in that domain into a web host manager, cPanel, 
instance and started growing my hosting business. Sadly, if you speak to anyone who's been in in digital marketing for more than even a short period of time, we learn hard lessons, you know, and I really, I wouldn't wish it on anybody at all. Anyone who's now getting into tech, I really wish you could avoid those things, but the reality is it's going to happen. It's going to hurt and it's going to make you so much better at what you do. It really is. Yeah, I I find uh, you probably will build it better the second time anyway. (laughs) <laughs> that's very good right so we we are unfortunately out of time i've thoroughly enjoyed talking to you so how can people find out more about your work i'll put the link to your website in the in the show notes well thanks andrew i love talking about myself <laughs> it's been really good though it's not you're not it's not just about yourself you you the way you talk you paint a picture of, of a journey that's affected so many of us and I, I, you you put it into words in a very very relatable, very nice way. I normally say oh. these things after I've pressed stop on the recorder, but now I, I, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Is there is there any final kind of thoughts you want to want to leave us with? Maybe something. Yeah, definitely. Like if if anybody at all is interested uh, in connecting with me, I am available twenty four seven, just about. Um, just send me a message, davidmartindesign.com. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, do what you love. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're stuck, uh, in a rut in your career, I think it's really important to take a look at what you're doing and see, um, if it really matches with what makes you happy. Um, I think it's really important to, have good balance, good work-life balance, and really consider working for yourself. I think it's really important to try and take take that um, next step, but you have to build it as you're going along. You have to have a hobby while you're working on your main thing. Um, I had to anyway, so you know, keep, keep grinding every single day, keep learning. And if anyone wants to, uh, talk more about WordPress or web hosting or, um, web design or how to run a small business, definitely I'm happy to connect with anybody. Brilliant. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much for your time, David. I'm going to say goodbye. Do you want to say goodbye? You Goodbye. kind of just did really well, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you did really comprehensive. Yeah. <laughs>